Okay, hey y'all. Uh, it is Saturday, March 20th. The time is 12.54 p.m. And I want to tell you all a story about this guy <laughs> named Xavier who faked his own death to break up with me. Uh, <laughs> he killed his mother off, brought her back to life. <laughs> then killed himself off. I mean, he went through great lengths to get away from me and it wasn't that serious. So you guys tell me you're going to, I'm going to, um, I wish you guys could tell me what you think. I got to figure this thing out, but in due time, I, I, I want to be able to get like phone calls and you know, but, um, <laughs> okay. So here we go. It was 2012 and me and my good Judy, we went to the grocery store and uh, Kroger's to be exact on Michigan Avenue. And um, we saw, well, we did, before we saw, we heard this, um, I love a down south accent and I love a Louisiana accent. I really do. It's like, oh, so cute. And so we heard this guy, um, he wasn't really loud and obnoxious, but he was a little bit louder than um, he needed to be in a grocery store. And he was there with um, a female companion. He said it was his friend and um, she was on a diet. And so you could hear him telling her like, no, I'll put that back. You don't need that, you know, that kind of thing. And that's what we heard uh, before we even saw him. And so we were kind of like laughing and, um, he, you know, heard us laughing and we were in close proximity and he said, y'all laughing at the way I talk. And I was like, no, I love the way you talk. And, um, anyway, he and I started talking, um, in a grocery store and we exchanged phone numbers. And, um, one of the things that he said, my Louisiana accent sucks, uh, <laughs> but one of the things, the reason why we started laughing is because, okay, I'm going to try it out, y'all. <laughs> Be kind. It's going to suck. But I'm going to leave it in anyway. Even if it sucks really bad, I'm going to leave it in because, you know. <clears throat> I'm a very, wait, no. I'm a very motivational person. Okay. <laughs> that was bad but that's what he said and that's what made us laugh because he said he was a very motivational person and he was talking to the uh, young lady that he was with and so he's like y'all are making fun of the way I talk and I was like no I love the way you talk and um anyway we exchanged phone numbers and me and Xavier we both uh learned that we're both Aries and he was born in March though and my birthday's in April and we we hit it off. We were talking hours on end on the phone. Um, we were hanging out. Like, I would cook. He would come over. We would uh, watch TV and cuddle up on the couch. And we were just cool. And he had informed me from the first conversation that his mom was back in Louisiana and that she had cancer and she didn't have too much longer to live. And so... Um, we hung out for about two months and we were really cool and I liked him a lot. And, you know, he let me know that he was going to go back to Louisiana to be with her, to be with his mom. Sorry. And, you know, like her final, final days. And so, Hey, family first, I get it. I understood totally. And I, I thought even more of him 
that he would do something like that. You know, I thought that was really cool. And I'm like, okay, kudos to you. So we kept in touch and he went to Louisiana to be with his mom, allegedly. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know if he went to Louisiana to really be with his mom or if he even went to Louisiana, period. But that's what he led me to believe. And I never ran into him, you know, again at Kroger or anything. So I could never really say if he was lying. Um, but I have reason to believe that he wasn't in Louisiana. So we continued, uh, you know, talking every day hours on end um you know we were saying like oh i miss you and i had planned on uh flying down there <laughs> but it never happened because i don't think he was in louisiana so he sent me a dick pic one day and um i'm like okay okay not bad you know and so then he tells me that he's traveling to Houston, Texas, which, you know, isn't too far from Louisiana. But I'm kind of thinking like, well, aren't you supposed to be by your mom's bedside? But I don't judge, you know, he needs to travel to Houston, Texas to visit his friends. Hey, I'm thinking that his friends probably should have came to him, but what do I know? So he travels to Houston, Texas. And the reason why I brought up that dick pic is because this is kind of the first lie I catch him in. So he sends me a picture when he's allegedly in Houston, Texas, which I'm thinking he was probably still in Ypsilanti and his black ass never left in the first place. But um, <laughs> he gets to Houston, Texas and like, and we're, you know, keeping in contact and everything. And I'm asking, oh, are you having fun with your friends and who's with your mom? You know, now that you're gone and he's telling me that his mom is, um, is there by herself. And I'm like, oh. You know, and I'm like, well, how long are you staying in Houston? He's like, oh, just a few days. I'm thinking, okay, <laughs> no judgment. And I'm thinking, well, you left Michigan to be by your mom's side and you're hanging out with your friends in Houston. So, you know, try not to be judgmental, but I'm kind of being judgmental. I'm like your poor mom, you know how she gonna get a sip of water for day? Like, who? you know, I'm just thinking all types of stuff like She's going to be soiled. And I'm thinking, well, who was there with her before? Probably that person would probably be checking in on her. But he said nobody. So I don't know. So um, he sends me another dick pic in Houston, Texas, right? And <laughs> it's the same bathroom rug. And I take the, and I, I have the, the, uh, the first picture that he sent me and I put, and I pull that one up and it's like, Hmm, it's the same exact picture. So I ask him, I say, are you back home in Louisiana or are you in, um, Houston? He said, I'm in Houston. I said, when did you take this? I think he forgot that he sent it to me. So I said, when did you take this picture? He said, just now. And I said, huh? And I said, it's the same uh, color bathroom as the one you have at home. It was blue. It was like, um, yeah, it was blue. The carpet, uh, the rug, I'm sorry, the rug, the toilet stool, you know, the cover and the rug that goes in front of the toilet. It was all blue. And he said, yeah. And I'm thinking, okay, <laughs> 
So you have the same exact decor. You're standing in the same exact spot. Um, the only thing that was different, it was a difference, actually. It was a difference. His underwear were different <laughs> on um, one picture. So, But I'm still thinking um, he forgot that he sent me that picture because it's, it had to happen like in the same bathroom. It's nowhere in the world that it's the same exact decor. Okay, I know that there's blue, more than one blue rug being sold, but the fact that it's the same exact bathroom too, I mean, it's the same bathroom, okay? And so that was kind of like the first red flag, like, mm, I think, um, I don't think you're in Houston, Texas, you know, I think you are, wherever you're at, that's where you are. I don't think you left your mom um, at home by herself. This lady who's riddled with cancer, who can't get a sip of water, or I don't even know if she's eating at this point. I don't know how close to death she is, but she definitely needs to be, like, changed. You know what I mean? She's going to saw herself several times between now and a few days. So that was the first red flag. So the second red flag, um, he's like, um, send me a picture. I want to show my girls your picture. Okay, so that was the second thing his daughters um he claims that he was going to get his daughters from school and i'm like okay so you're gonna travel from houston texas it's about three to four hours i think from houston to louisiana to go get your girls from school and i said and then where are you going to take them back you know to their grandma's house and he's like yeah so then he so i'm like okay so then he um sends me a text a couple of hours later and he tells me i mean like two hours later that he arrived to the girls school and that <laughs> this is a true story and he arrived to the girls school and that he's on a field trip with his youngest and they're singing the wheels on the bus go round and round and I'm like, oh, Cassie, so you made it, <laughs> you made it all the way from Houston to Louisiana? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, in two hours? And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I'm like, the lies this dude is telling. And yeah, he's like, yeah. And then, his, and he, then he sent me something else. So at first they were singing the wheels on the bus go round and round. And then I can't remember the other song. I'm, let me think. Um, <laughs> I can't remember right now, but it's another like popular child song. He's like, oh, it's really loud on this bus. And I'm thinking, bullshit, you fucking lying bastard. I'm like, oh, what is wrong with this guy? So um, he <laughs> here's the setup now. Here's where. Um, I'm asking too many questions, I guess, for his for his liking, you know. Um, oh, before I tell you that part. Um, so that was pretty much it. I didn't really talk to him. Probably, I don't think I talked to him for the rest of that day. But then we talked the next day. And he tells me it's a guy picking on him. <laughs> that uh, lives near his mom's house. So now he's back, you know, in um, Louisiana. He's back from this uh, alleged field trip with his daughter. And this guy is picking on him. 
And his friends are telling him, telling the guy that's picking on him, fight me. And I'm thinking, what the hell? So he's like, I'm going to have to fight this guy. And I'm like, well, no, you're not going to have to fight him. You don't pay him any attention. I said, you know, you're, you're too grown for that. You're not going to get into a street fight. And so he's like, well, no, he keeps on coming across the street. And he told, when my friend said it uh, for him to fight him, he told him, no, nah, I want your boy. And I'm thinking, this sounds like a movie script. What kind of shit is this? But I never, honestly, to be honest, I've never been to Louisiana. So I, I really don't know how it is. But um, it just sounds just fictitious about this grown ass man getting picked on from his neighbor across the street from him. And every time he goes to sit on the porch, this guy approaches him. So I said, well, stop going to sit on the porch. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. He's like, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. And so he tells me, you know, I got hands. And he tells me all these war stories of how good he can fight and how he was in, um, was he a crip or a blood? I'm trying to remember. I think he was a crip. And then he goes on to tell me, that his mom was a crip and she was a real diehard crip. And right now she has a, <laughs> a bandana tied around her head. And I'm thinking, what the fuck? This lady on her deathbed is still representing crips? <laughs> and he tells me how it took years for her to put on the color red. And when they would... <laughs> When they would hold the color red up to her chest. <laughs> that she would flip out. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And I'm like, gosh, how come I didn't, I didn't see any of this weirdness when he was an Ipsy. I mean, he's still, he was still fucking an Ipsy. I just don't know where he was an Ipsy. He wasn't in Louisiana. I just don't buy it. But I didn't see any of this weirdness when we were like hanging out. He was a normal dude. But um, <laughs> when um, he got to wherever he was, let's just say I got the air quotes going, but y'all can't see me. When he got to Louisiana, um, he got weird as hell. And so he started telling me all these stories about, um, you know, how tough he was and all the ass he kicked throughout the years and all these rival gang stories and I'm like oh classic fuckboy behavior you know how they you know gotta tell you how tough they are so you'll be like low-key scared of them a little bit that shit don't work with me so anyway um it's really embarrassing and pathetic to me I, I, I it's just like oh gosh another war story really none of this shit really goes on either none of these guys are really in gangs I mean it's just it's just not happening but they want you to believe they are so I'm listening and I'm <laughs> laughing hysterically especially especially the part about his mom <laughs> with the do um not the do-rag the um bandana tied around her head on her deathbed and she's still representing Crips and um he goes on to say um that this guy, you know, is picking, and I'm thinking too, you're not mentally, well, he is mentally ill, but I mean, you're not like, um, like only people that I know get bullied <laughs> are, um, as an adult, are people maybe, I'm going to say that have like learning challenges or something like that. Um, uh, what's the correct way to put this? Um, 
they're developmentally challenged. I'll say that. And he didn't seem to be, but then I was questioning like, well, shit, maybe he is, but it, it, it just didn't make sense to me about this grown man getting bullied sitting on his front porch by his, uh, <laughs> his, I guess his rival neighbor. Yeah. That's what I call him. His rival neighbor. So he, uh, goes on to tell me all these war stories, make a long story short. Um, a couple of days later, I get, um, an email and I had to have given him my email. I don't know why we exchanged email addresses, but we did. Oh, I do remember now. Um, it was for a reference. He asked me to write him a reference for a job and he needed my email. So that's how he had my email. And so I get this email <laughs> from his friend, allegedly. And it's saying, um, now I told you his name was Xavier. Um, his last name was Gordon. So I get an email from his alleged friend, like, oh, uh, he's calling him Jeezy though. And I'm like, who the hell is Jeezy? But anyway, <laughs> he's like, Jeezy, um, spoke so high. And I'm thinking he gave his friend my email. Like, why not my phone number? You know, that's what was kind of fishy. <laughs> he gave his friend my email and his friend is emailing me from Xavier's email, okay? Uh, but it's his friend, okay? And he's saying, yeah, Jeezy spoke very highly of you. And um, I know you guys are dating. And he had to get away. Um, <laughs> he, beat <a> man <laughs> he beat a man to death. And so... <laughs> He's on the run. And I said, oh, I said, he gave you my email. And he's like, yes. And he wanted me to let you know that he's going, that he's going to be okay. And he's going in hiding, but he's going to let me know <laughs> when to get in touch with you and when he's okay. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm like playing along, you know, and I'm like, okay. And I should have said, okay, Xavier, <laughs> you take care, but I'm playing along. Okay. And I can't remember what he said his friend's name was. So, <laughs> so he's allegedly on the run. And I'm like, if he's this, um, this gangster, right. And he's been in gangs and he's been, in okay. He lives by, the street code, right? Nobody, you don't, guys from the street, they don't talk on the phone. You know, they don't give out pertinent and vital information on the phone. They move in silence. And they damn sure don't send emails back and forth. And they don't say that somebody beat somebody to death. So <laughs> you got all this street credibility, but you're slow as fuck. And your friends would be, you know, you are, you are who your friends are. You know what I mean? Birds of a feather flock together. So these have to be former gang members that you're <laughs> affiliated with. And they don't know the street code. I know the street code and I don't have a damn gangster <laughs> bone in my body. And I know you don't talk on the phone and you definitely don't say you beat somebody to death. I mean, that's a crime. I mean, come on now. <laughs> he murdered somebody and you're telling me about it somebody that you don't even know and you're emailing me so there's so many things wrong with this story already okay but it gets worse <laughs> so he's on the run of course I don't hear um from Xavier for a couple of days um or Xavier's friend <laughs> there go my air quotes again for a couple of days then I do 
I get this email saying, oh, Jeezy just wanted <laughs> me to tell you that he's okay. And um, he'll, you'll hear from him shortly. And I'm like, okay. Oh, excuse me. And I'm like, okay, please, you know, um, tell him I miss him. Tell him I love him. I'm just like really playing, <laughs> playing along. <laughs> and I'm like, I just want him to be safe. So he's like, okay, yeah, I'll let him know. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, this is too funny and too crazy. And it's really pathetic. So then a um, couple of more days go by. I don't hear anything. And then I get this um, email from Xavier. This is Xavier now. So now Xavier's emailing me from his email. <laughs> and... Um, He's telling me he's okay. And I said, well, you know, why are you emailing me? Call me. And he says, okay. <laughs> so he calls. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad to hear your voice and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, are you safe? And he's like, yeah, I had to do what I had to do. <laughs> that guy, you know, he kept on threatening me and this, that, and the other. And so I'm like, well, I'm just glad you're okay. And so I'm like, when, when are you, um, I said, so who's with your mom and when are you coming back, you know, to Michigan? And he's like, um, I actually, um, I'm going to be moving. I can't come back to Michigan right now. I'm on the run. The police are looking for me. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So, um, now here's the setup. So he's like, I need you <laughs> to send me some airfare. He needs uh, money for a plane ticket. So he's like, I need you to send me some money for airfare and some and for food. And I'm like, well, can't the cops track you like that? I'm like, you know, they'll be able, because it has to be in your name. The plane ticket has to be in your name. And so he said, nope, don't worry about none of that. You just send the money. <laughs> And I got somebody that can get the plane ticket. He said, better yet, if you could just give me your credit card information, then I'll, we can just do it like that, babe. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> and I was like, mm, no, 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 we're not, we're not going to do that. And so, um, he's saying that he has, uh, a plane ticket. He's going to get his plane ticket in someone else's name. Now, I know for a fact from traveling and stuff like that. And I don't travel that much, but I have traveled a lot. You have to, you cannot get a plane ticket in nobody else's name, but your own. You have to like, you know, show your ID. You know, it, you just, you can't, it, it just can't happen. So I'm like, mm -mm. so um, he tells me that he needs a plane ticket. So that didn't work. He wanted my credit card information for a plane ticket because he's on the run for his life and he has to go, um, somewhere else because the police are hot on his trail. Right. So when he, when that didn't work, he gives me a call a few hours later and he tells me that his mama died. And he's crying and he's like, I got to get a plane ticket, bae. I got to get a plane ticket to go see my mama. He was like, she's dead. She's gone. And I mean, he was crying. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. And, you know, I'm so sorry. 
and he's like, yeah, so can you, can you help me out so I can get this plane ticket to go, um, you know, see my mom? And then I said, well, I don't have it. I don't have the money. And, you know, I did, but, you know, I didn't. <laughs> and so I was, you know, and he was like, I just, I just really need your help. So then he said, okay, well, you're not going to be there for me when I need your help. You're supposed to be my woman and this and that. So he's getting mad and he's just like really just showing out. So um, we get off the phone. He gets mad. He hangs up on me. Then I think he thinks about it. So then he gives me a call back and I'm at work at this time. I work afternoons. I'm at work at this time. It's like 10 o'clock at night. So I talked to him probably like around, that was probably like one or two in the afternoon. He calls back. It's maybe around 10-ish, like, you know, I'm about to get off work. And he calls me back, and he's like, yeah, I just talked to my mama, and she said she got a feeling she going to die. It's, it's time. And I'm thinking, I've seen a lot of people. First of all, first of all, before I get into that, I've seen a lot of people. Well, no, 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 no. Before, he said his mama had already died. Then... <laughs> She got a feeling that she's about to go. Okay, I've seen a lot of people on their deathbed, and when they're really close to death, they don't talk. They are either staring into the abyss of nothingness or their eyes are closed, and usually you can hear them, like, gurgling. That's when they're close. And I'm thinking, like, I don't think your mom opened up her eyes her half-dead eyes, and said, son, I think it's close. And she didn't anyway because you aren't there with your mama because you're on the run. So all these lies are just adding up, <laughs> okay? It's just so many. You're on the run for your life. Uh, you need, you know, airfare for that. And then your mama died, so you need airfare to go back, you know, to be with her in the state that you just beat a man to death in and you're wanted for, <laughs> by the police. And then your dead mother, who was dead, <laughs> woke up. <laughs> and, and I guess she put, because you aren't there with her. So I guess she, she uh, was able enough to muster up enough strength to call you on the phone and tell you that she got a feeling she's about to die. Oh, <laughs> The tangle web we weave when at first we practice to deceive. You can't keep your freaking lies straight. It was ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> I said, I, I said, so your mom said she's got a feeling she's going to die. He's like, yeah. And I said, I thought she was already dead. <sighs> that pissed him off to festivity. Oh my gosh. It was kind of like, I, it wasn't as bad as the time that Terrence said, fuck you from, you know, the bowels of his soul, but it was close. He, he screamed, fuck you and hung up on me. He was pissed. Oh yeah. He called me a bitch too. Fuck you, bitch. And he hung up. He was pissed. Then he started texting and everything he was texting was very, <laughs> It was like, um, like as if the Tasmanian devil was talking, like it, none of it made sense. It was a bunch of like asterisks and <laughs> oh my gosh. And the pound sign, or I guess it's called hashtag now. Um, it was just, just like unintelligible. It was just ridiculous. The stuff he was texting. I'm like, wow, he's a piece of 
pissed, pissed. And so, uh, so yeah, he killed off his mother. He brought her back to life. Then um, he cussed me out, texted me a whole bunch of uh, <laughs> crazy things. Then he calls back and um, I answer the phone because this shit is entertaining to me. I mean, I, yeah, I didn't appreciate him calling me a bitch. And I play, you know, it was, it, you know, it's over. You know, I didn't plan on, but I knew it was over when he started lying. But, you know, I, I don't have any plans on getting back with this guy or, you know. So I answered the phone just for entertainment purposes. <laughs> and I'm like, and he's like, yeah, um, what did he say? Oh, gosh, I lost my train of thought. Hold on, y'all. Uh, he calls back and then he tells me, you know, that his mom did indeed die. And I'm like, okay, I'm, 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 you know, I told him again, you know, my condolences. I'm sorry to hear that. So he said, you're not going to um, send me a plane ticket. And I said, after you say a fuck you bitch, hell no. Nah. He said, I was just really upset. And I said, understandably. So, you know, he just kept trying to get money every which way he could. So when that didn't happen, <laughs> and I've been like keeping my best friend, Tracy, like abreast of everything that's going on. And we're just like laughing our asses off. And um, so then uh, maybe like a week later, I get an email from that friend again, <laughs> that friend of Xavier's. And um, he's telling me that basically it's like to, he regrets to inform me he doesn't say those words but pretty much that's what it is to inform me that Jeezy aka Xavier had uh been gunned down he was no longer with us and I'm like what I'm like he died <laughs> he's like yeah and he's like he always spoke very highly of you so I was just um wanting to ask you if you wanted the RSVP for the funeral. And I said, I need the RSVP. And I'm thinking, who, RV, who RSVPs to a funeral? You either come or you don't. Like, it's not a wedding reception where they need an accurate count. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. You bring a bucket of chicken from KFC, some Krispy Kreme donuts, a sympathy card, some flowers, and you go over to the person's house and... You, you spend time with the family and you, you know, you go to the wake and you go <laughs> to the funeral. I mean, or you, you, if you can't make it, you can't make it. You, you know, <laughs> you send a card in the mail, but you don't RSVP. And, um, he said, yeah, I need to know because, um, uh, Keisha, which was, I guess the baby's mom and his three girls, uh, were going to be riding with him and he wanted to know if I wanted to ride with them as well and I'm like oh very kind of you so he said well if you can send a donation of however much you can send <laughs> for Xavier's funeral and I said okay I sure will and I said so is his funeral gonna be in Louisiana or Houston I said where did he get shot and he said oh he came back to Louisiana to be with his mom and um you know he was he was gunned down 
at the store or was he stabbed i can't remember if he was stabbed or shot but he was robbed nonetheless he was robbed at a store and he lost his life and i'm like wow what a what a tall tale i mean he went through so many lengths you know <laughs> to just break up with me because i mean i thought we were hitting it off good but evidently we weren't because i mean he had to go be with his mom that had was stricken with cancer which I don't know if that was ever true, but I know she wasn't freaking repping Crips on her deathbed. I know she didn't must up the strength to call him to say that she was about to death, like all that stuff. So I don't know. But anyway, my friend Tracy, when we were laughing about it, I was telling him, I'm sorry, I was telling her that um, his friend, his alleged friend, had <laughs> emailed me again. She is so crazy. She said, I wonder if his mama going to be at his funeral. And we were like, crack it up. Because it was just like so funny. It was just ridiculous. Like the lies, the lies, the lies he told. Oh, and then um, other lies he told. <laughs> um, he was talking about how he was like this master uh, hairdresser when it comes to doing his daughter's hair. So when he went to go visit them, he asked them, hey, girls, you want to get your hair and nails done? And they said, no, daddy. <laughs> You know you do our hair. Like, quit playing. Like, who? He's just such a liar. I mean, he lied about everything. Like, who's going to turn down, you know, getting their hair professionally done to have their dad do their hair? And then um, he did send me some pictures. Um, I'm sure it was from a long time ago because he definitely was not on a field trip with his daughter, <laughs> uh, you know, in a whole different state, seeing it when the wheels on the bus go round and round. But he had sent me some pictures of him doing his daughter's hair, and it was fucking ridiculous. It looked like a daddy did their daughter hair. It was ridiculous. And I'm thinking, what a fucking liar. You're this, like, you know, beautician. Anyway, it doesn't matter. That's that's the least of the lies. But I just thought I would throw that in there, too, because I remember me and my friend Tracy laughing about that when I was telling her about the hairstyles. And she was like, what? It was the way he said it, like, Dad, now, Daddy, you know you do our hair. It was just ridiculous. But anyway... <laughs> That's my Xavier story about when he went through great lengths to fake his mother's death and fake his death just to, like, stop being bothered with me. And all he had to do was just, like, um, stop calling or coming around. <laughs> I'm not a stalker. I, I would have got it after, like, not hearing from him for a few days. I would have been like, oh, another one bites the death. I mean, you know, <laughs> it wasn't that serious to go through those great lengths but I thought I would share that story it's so funny to me and it's so bizarre um you all have a lovely day bye bye